The Horse and Hound Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Horse and Hound Babington Daily Podcast, which is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer. I'm Gemma Redrup, and for the final time at the 2022 Babington Horse Trials, presented by Mars Equestrian, I'm joined by three of my fellow horse and hound colleagues. We've got Martha Terry, Lucy Elder, and Pippa Room. Hi, guys. Hello. What a day. (laughs) What a final day at Babington we've had. Um, Glorious sunshine again. We've been really spoilt with the weather this week, actually. It's been like a Babington I've never known. And we have a winner. Drum roll, please. Uh, Laura Collette and London 52 were unassailable. They led from start to finish. They, in the end, added 0.4 of a show jumping time penalty to their 21 dressage score. And ultimately, they won by 4.6 penalties, which I believe is a badminton record finishing score. Ladies, what did you make of, of that win and, and what an achievement for Laura? Yeah, I mean, Laura said afterwards that she couldn't see a distance at all and the horse just kept going higher and higher. I think she was doing herself down because obviously with a rider that experienced who has both talent and training and, and mileage on their side and although Laura's young, she does have a lot of mileage. You know, your practice kicks in when you're in the arena and you do your job when you're that professional, even in that very pressured situation. And it was, a, from what I saw, it was a great round. I don't think they really had a bad moment, did they? I, could, I couldn't see a bad, a bad moment. I'd have been chuffed to bits if I could jump around like that I agree I just think there was just as she came around to the final fence and you actually knew it was in the bag then because she could have the fence down and have a time penalty or two yeah. um, she just got a tiny bit hooky and that was that was the only one time I you know she even made you draw breath the rest of it was and the crowd started cheering before the final fence which is lovely but I imagine it's quite distracting as well yeah it was amazing wasn't it and I caught up with Laura afterwards and she said that she's made herself enjoy she was really conscious to make herself enjoy every moment this week and she said that this morning she actually woke up and cried solidly for about two hours because she was just so proud of her horse and that's before before they won before the show jumping so I think that just shows what it means to her really for sure and she said she said afterwards as well that she remembers coming on around here on her auntie's shoulders when she was three and watching Pippa Funnel win and thinking and has thought of sort of ever since then or you know her child it's been her childhood dream to ride like Pippa Funnel and win badminton which has made me a bit emotional actually um and we can hear from Laura now I'm in a serious dream world felt like that from day one just arriving here with with London 52 um I made myself promise I would just enjoy every moment and it's easy when it's going like that but he helped me out in there. I just, nothing really came up on anything that I was wanting and, and he just jumped higher and higher. He is an unbelievable horse. And then in second was the incredibly talented Ros Cantor on the equally incredibly ta- talented, so it seems, Lordship's Graffalo. He's 10. This is his first five star. What a result. Yeah, I love this horse. He makes it look so easy. He's so comfortable to watch. And you just can't believe he's only going around his first five-star. I mean, he's going to win. He's got to win several five-stars in his career. He's got years to go. And it's just so nice also for, for Roz to have something to fill 
All-Star B shoes and she didn't have the best round on him early which was sad to see because he has the most impeccable show jumping record um, and she said oh I felt out of practice um, yeah it was just bad luck but yeah she put it all right <laughs> I think talking about Lordship's Graffalo as well I was asking about and lots of people were saying oh you know how exciting it is for the future and Ros made a very good point he's exciting now you know, he's yeah. second at badminton he's, yeah. and he's got a phenomenal four star record as well behind him so he's He's very exciting now, the future. I can't wait to see more of him, but yeah, enjoying this moment now. And, and what was amazing as well, I, I said to you, Martha, when we were watching him jump, his brain must be incredible. Like, he, he, the way he's just dealt with everything this week and just looked like, yeah, it's cool, I can do this, yeah. Ros said at the Pride press conference that his eyes were sort of popping out of his head on Tuesday when he went for a hack. He really has taken everything in his stride and I think he's quite a funny character. Like she said yesterday on the cross country that uh, his ears were flopping about a bit or he was shaking them and she was wondering what's going on. She was like, and then she was just like, I think that's just what he wants to do do so that's what he does yeah. um, so yeah I think he's he's his own person but he enjoys eventing he enjoys you know being in a partnership with Roz and um, yeah really enjoyed watching him this week and he's called Walter at home which is just a top class stable I mean, name yeah. for such a class that's horse. what you need isn't it really <laughs> uh, and we can hear from Roz now Oh, I'm absolutely over the moon with Lord Graffalo. I couldn't have expected that at all this week so uh, it's just an absolute surprise really yeah and then in third, in the end, we had Oliver Townend and Swallow Springs. And unfortunately for them, they had a fence down in the final phase, which dropped. They were in second after the cross country. And that sort of cost them a place. They finished in third. So what did you guys th- make of, of his round? What, what were your, sort of your thoughts? Yeah, so Oliver had a fence on each of his horses today. And, you know, I don't think that either of them are the easiest horses to jump. I think Oliver did a really masterful job. Um, you know, Balamore class isn't... <laughs> Oliver says himself, you know, he's a good jumper, often has one down. I think he said that after the Olympics, which is true. Swallow Springs is probably the more difficult horse even and I just thought Oliver you know rode like a true professional to get the best he could from those horses and you know he said with Swallow Springs he tapped his way round and that he is he is an old pro and you know Oliver will be disappointed he's a super competitive rider but you know he's he's ridden as always superbly on both horses all week and Balamore class finished in fifth as well as Swallow Springs in third yeah no I I agree I think he did an amazing job on both of them as you know he often does and then we'll just mention the rider that finished fourth and it was the reigning champion but fourth this time around that's Piggy March and Veneer Kamira who I just, I love her. I know she's not straightforward, but her attitude at at these big shows, at these big events, is she just comes alive and produces the goods. And what she had, she had a fence down in the end, but a piggy, again, another rider to do just the most incredible job to produce that result. I agree. And Piggy said afterwards something that I hugely agree with. We were talking about how special it is to see these horses coming out and the crowds and things and how they bring people together. And I think she really is one of them. As you said, she's defending champion. I love watching her. And that is that's what it's all about, really, at the end of the day, isn't it? It's why people love the sport. Why we love following these horses is that longevity and seeing them coming back out again each year. Well, I mean, there's been a big COVID hole in that for, for, for people seeing horses. But again, because of that COVID hole, seeing her come back yeah. and finish fourth as a defending champion. And 17-year-old And 17, yeah. exactly, as you said. And similar for... Uh, classic Moe as well seeing these horses come out again you love to follow them you yeah. love to see them and I think it's also Piggy is so 
generous and loving about her horses. You yeah. really get the sense of the partnership and the relationship. And she'll forgive um, Tilly Bean, as she calls her, mm -hmm. uh, Venera Camara. She'll forgive her anything yeah. because she's just developed this this sort of, you know, she knows how the horse goes. It doesn't always feel wonderful, but she delivers the goods and she yeah. wants to do it. And, and it just means everything to her. And I think we sometimes forget that horse has finished runner-up at Burley as well. It's amazing. You know, yes. yeah. She's got, she's, um, uh, when she's faced with a five star, she comes alive and it's amazing. Something quite a lot of Piggy mentioned and a lot of the other riders, of course, said as well. They were very keen to mention in their interviews that their, their thoughts are very much with Nicola Wilson and all yeah. of her connections and family this week as well. As are ours, I think. As are ours, very yeah, much so. Nicola. Nicola had that fall yesterday on the cross country and we did hear overnight that um, she's conscious and stable in hospital but is, is still in for further investigations so the, the news I think is hopefully cautiously optimistic but obviously we don't know a great deal yeah. so hoping for the best there. And then we'll just round off this chat with a badminton first timer who finished sixth. <laughs> David Dole, uh, oh no, I've got to say his name again now of his horse. I had to say it yesterday as well. Galileo Newmud? Newmud? I don't know. I think say it with confidence. Newmud. There we go. Galileo Newmud. Yeah, first time Babington. Obviously, he's ridden at other, other five stars, but first time Babington, finished sixth, jumped double clear, jumped clear in the show jumping, 1.2 time faults across country, and a 32.4 dressage. I mean, what a result. Yeah, he said afterwards it was mega. He just was down there saying, yeah, it was mega, it was cool um, in the mix zone, which was just nice to see that real spontaneous joy from a, a young a younger rider, but not super young, who, as you say, has been around the block at five stars. Um, you know, I think he's ridden at more than 10 five stars already, but this was his first badminton between COVID and one thing and another. Um, and yeah, he's, he's ridden very well all week and, you know, up there with the big boys for sure. For sure. Uh, so we will be back after this very short break. The Horse and Hound Badminton Daily Podcast is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer, the balancer for all working good doers to provide important supportive nutrition without fizz or fat. Welcome back. We're now going to have a little bit of discussion around today's show jumping course, which was designed by Kelvin Bywater. Pippa, I'll come to you first. What was sort of your thoughts about the track today? I think it was a good track and, and so did the riders. It was big. Richard Jones was one who said it was a good bit bigger than he expected. I think William Foxpit gave us some really good insight into it. He was talking about the fact that um, some of the distances, the related distances were longer, not in terms of the fact the horses had to take long strides, but they were five or six stride distances, not three or four stride distances. So they weren't necessarily set. There were some distances that came around corners. Riders had to ride off their eye. They had to use their turns, use their, their judgment and their skill rather than it being sort of, you know, three set strides and you did it or you yeah. didn't um, and he was also saying the time was tight there wasn't a lot of galloping between the fences there weren't galloping stretches and then fences yeah. just that there were long distances between fences so it was hard to make the time because you were sort of in those always in a part in parts between the fences rather than having long gaps where you weren't really on the approach to a fence if that makes sense so I thought that was really interesting insight from William he didn't have the greatest rounds today on either of his horses but still finished 13th and 14th on Little Fire and Oratorio um, but he had that really interesting insight into the course. And Martha, I, th I think you, you spoke to somebody as well, didn't you? Yes, I spoke to Parag McCarthy, who 
actually had two um, not great rounds today. Um, he said he thought it was a very tough course and would shake up the leaderboard, which it did. I think we only saw four clear rounds inside the time. Is that right? Yeah, I think there were four clear rounds yeah, inside were. the time. Yeah, there were. And he said it was something he hasn't seen before, and probably done quite a lot of show jumping, yeah. is um, a double on a bending line to another double. Yeah. And then everything was quite square, which I suppose you'd expect at, at this kind of level. I think the other line we should mention, aside from those two doubles in a row, was sort of the last line of fences where riders jumped an upright orange plank, took five or six. I did see some go on six strides down to a double, another double, the third double on the course. Um, so fence 12A and Oxa, and then one stride to an upright as fence 12B. There was no treble on the course, worth pointing out. There were three doubles, but no treble. So yeah, that line of, of, of 11, 12A, 12B was quite influential. A lot of riders had that orange plank down and then of course round the corner to the last. But yes, those two doubles and, and that final line were sort of the races where a lot of mistakes came, I think. I, I know I wasn't riding it, obviously, but I really liked it as a track. I thought it was fresh and and it, like you say, it caused its fair share of problems. And I think on from what I've heard on the whole, riders riders thought it was a good track. So it's, it'll be interesting to see... If other any if any other five stars follow suit with the sold three doubles, it was quite onward going. Um, I think quite often you see. Yeah. I don't know if it's nerves, but people can get quite hooky on that last day. Yeah. And right from the beginning, that uh, the striding was obviously forcing them to to keep moving. Yeah, Kitty King made a funny comment actually. She said that um, she did get a little bit to Addy. She said, as you say, hooky adding strides just as the nerves were kicking in. And she said, I don't think I necessarily gave him the easiest ride. Talking about her horse von but then he didn't give me the easiest ride yesterday. So so maybe. <laughs> We're squaring. She, and did, she did jump clear. She had a couple of time falls, but she finished seventh. Now, as sort of a roundup, I suppose it's quite sad to be at the end of Bumpton 2022. We've waited three years to come back here, uh, and now in a flash, it's all over. What's what's sort of your your guys' general consensus on the event as a whole, and how you think the competition's panned out? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to put it out there, I. I think it's the right result. Yeah. I think that is so deserved. Laura led from the front yeah. with London 52 and they were just absolutely class. The competition was exciting. I think I, I said what I said about the cross-country course yesterday and it, there was some really exciting sport out there. Again, would prefer to see fewer horses fall. I think the show jumping today, as you said, hugely influential. It wasn't all on the dressage. If you look at the leaderboard, there were no. some really big climbs in there, which which is what we want. What does everyone else think? Yeah, definitely. You know, you see Laura leading from the front and then you see Ros coming up from 10th after dressage to, to finish second. So good shuffling there. I think the sport was super. I think that... It's been very sunny all week, which makes a big difference to everybody, although one's always told not to talk about the weather when you're reporting. <laughs> um, big crowds, lovely to see people back. Um, I felt like I'd never seen so many people as on Cross Country Day, and that was tr- just trying to get from the mix zone back to the uh, press office at the end of the day. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I, I, going back to what you said, Lucy, about some people rising loads and loads of places, I mean, David Dole, 32nd after the dressage, 6th overall. Austin O'Connor, 58th after the dressage, finished 8th overall. Yeah. And then Richard Jones, 52nd after the dressage, finished 10th overall. These are out-and-out five-star cross-country horses that have been rewarded. And, yeah, like you say, it's not been a dressage competition, which it shouldn't be a dressage competition at this level, for sure. Yeah, I think I think it had all the ingredients of a great five-star. Um, as you say, I think there were too many horse falls and it did make it slightly uncomfortable yesterday at times. But, again, the track produced a brilliant result and Laura Collett really deserves to have 
the badminton win for to sure. go with her Poe win and her Olympic gold. <laughs> yeah. But then we have a new star coming in with Lordship's Graffalo. Then there's Ballymore Class getting another top five in a five star. Um, we have the old Ringwood Skyboy and Classic Moe jumping clear. You know, it's just it's just been great all round. It has. And guys, thank you so much for joining me. I've had the best time this week. It's been so fun. It has been so fun. Yeah, it's been a great week. And and as Gemma said, thank you to all of our team. And don't forget that you can catch even more coverage on the Horse and Hound website. Gemma and Martha have been working their socks off all week, writing and Lucy too, editing up videos. So there's so much coverage there. And of course, 20 page report in next week's magazine out on the 12th of May. Which you're going to be busy writing all night tonight. Yeah, I, I'm not in a bad place. I think the dressage in cross country is pretty much written, but yep, I do still have to write the show jumping, the summary, and cut some more words out of the cross country, which is currently too long. So we have about 3,000 words to write and about 500 to cut. Well, <laughs> sounds, sounds promising to me anyway. And yeah, I look forward to reading it. Thank you again, guys. It's been great. And thanks you all for, for listening to the Horse and Hound Babington Daily Podcast, which has been kindly supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer.